It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bonus content. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Source Material. My name is Jesse Starcher, and tonight we're going to give you a little treat. And if, if you've been listening to the Source Material podcast for a while now, you may have caught a couple movie pitches by one Mark Radlich, who and, and that's happened on my on, on the Source Material podcast at least pretty certain at least two times so far. So what we're going to do before we get into our main discussion about vision, uh, the, the 2016 series, is we are going to allow Mark Radlich to come on here and give the, we know there's an intern listening out there somewhere. They usually is, for better or for worse. They take our ideas and run with them, usually for worse. Uh, so this, you know, hey, make, make, make sure to screw it up a little bit, Mark. Make it sound unbelievable. So somebody will take take uh, uh, take it and run with it. But uh, first off, let's get the introductions out of the way. Ronnie Adams, how are yeah. you doing? I'm well. How are you? Not bad. Not bad at all. We didn't schedule for half an hour. It's 913. Look at us go. And I even got on here five minutes late. You like it? I love it. Loves it. All right. Mark Radlich this evening. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I tried so hard not to derail this podcast because I so don't want to go to midnight. I, I edited that last podcast down to a, like, I don't know, an hour. That's what the main meat of that, that podcast was. was. Uh, it was reading these vision comics that inspired another movie in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm waiting for the call from Kevin Feige to, to bring me in as like a showrunner or, or a producer, junior producer, um, you know, I, something. Because I, I, I generate a lot of ideas for this company. So far, they haven't taken any of them. Oh. But I, I, something's going to stick. And so <laughs> I read if you throw enough crap against the wall. Exactly. That's my mot rattleage is Polish for <laughs> throwing up crap against the wall. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I read Tom King's The Vision Arc, which we're going to talk about tonight. And I thought this would make a great Netflix series. It really would. It, would. Um, it, it has all the markings of a Netflix drama. Uh, it's tragic. It's character driven. It's you know the the issues themselves are extremely uh, visually episodic. Like I can see a half an an hour an, an hour ep, uh, TV episode in each one of these issues. Hmm. I mean, you can you'd have to do some editing here or there and some creative thinking with it. But ultimately, I I loved this vision series as the impetus for a television that covers the same territory. Here's the problem. For this to work, Vision has to have a failed relationship with the Scarlet Witch. Now, this is the tricky part for me. You don't know really where they're going with Vision and the Scarlet Witch. You have an inkling based on what we saw in Age of Ultron Civil War and the the little bits we've seen in the trailer for Infinity War. You know, with a lot of like a lot of my pitches, I'm kind of going off the little bit that I know. And then the rest, I'm just pulling from my imagination. What I'd like to see happen. So so that's what you call it. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, this is one part fan pitched, one part fanfic. I would I want to see a West Coast Avengers movie 
that deals at least in part with the rise and fall of the vision in Scarlet Witch's relationship. So at the end of it, we're left with a vision who has uh, who has had his heart kind of broken um, and it, it, it's given rise to him wanting to create the uh, robot family that he does in the series we're going to talk about tonight. So, so you understand the connective tissue there. What I Here's how I would do it. First of all, my West Coast Avengers would be the following people. Obviously, Vision and the Scarlet Witch have to be there for this to work. I would have it led by Hawkeye, as it was in the in the comics, and I'll explain how he gets there in a second. I would bring the Mockingbird character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in, seeing as her pilot died and blew up on the launch pad. Mm-hmm. Marvel's most, Marvel's most Wanted was not picked up by ABC, and so they've used the male character that was in there, whose name escapes me. Uh, he was just in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but they haven't brought back Bobby Morse. And I really liked uh, Adrian Palicki as that character. And I think they should use her in the movies uh, or at least bring her back to uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, you know, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Vision, Scarlet Witch, the last two people I would include, one of which was never actually a West Coast Avenger. But hear me out. I think he would make a great addition to this cast. uh, And that's Hercules. Hmm. And I'll explain why I think Hercules would be fantastic, given how I want to envision him in 2018. And lastly is Wonder Man. Here's my concept, right? I would uh, partially re- re- uh, uh, revolve this around an origin of Wonder Man and the Grim Reaper. They're brothers in the comic. I would make them brothers in the movies. And the short short of it is I would have Wonder Man pre-powers uh, and his brother are a weapons manufacturing and technology company against the wishes of, I'm going to call him Grim Reaper. His name is Eric. But against the uh, the wishes of Eric, you know, who wanted to uh, run the company himself, Simon, who is running the company, who is Wonder Man, sells the company for, you know, billions of dollars to Stark Industries, who shuts down a lot of things, especially after the whole, this is pre-Iron Man. So post-Iron Man, he shuts everything down because he's not making weapons anymore. Mm-hmm. Eric's out of a job. Uh, and while he gets a significant portion of the money, he is like resentful of his brother for having, you know, sold the family business. Two things end up happening here. One, because of what happens in Agents and Shield where the Terrigen Mist got in the water, uh, not only does Simon become like the bell of the ball and he's like a Hollywood, you know, party boy and it guy, you know, um, after he he's made all this money selling the company, he he also gets exposed to the Terrigen Mist and gets these like crazy superpowers. So he's become like, especially post-Civil War like the poster child for super heroism. You know, a, a lot of it's PR work. It's kind of like a modern Captain America thing where basically he's out there for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and the government as like, you know, America's superhero, not like as Wonder Man, basically. But yeah. the whole purpose of him is is to, you know, be in pictures and and give uh, super heroism, you know, a good name in spite of everything that's happened. You understand, you understand where I'm coming from with that? He's more PR than he is actual superhero. Yes. Okay. The brother, Eric, is you know, is is jealous and pissed and you know, and at first he, you know, he 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 kind of does the Iron Man thing where he builds armor and goes after Wonder Man. Um, that ends badly. He ends up finding out, and this actually have happened in the comic. He learns about something called the Death Seed. He goes looking for the Death Seed. He he spends the last of his money looking for the Death Seed and he gets it, and that gives him magic powers. Um and he the fully becomes is he fully, yeah, that's that's actually from the comics. Okay, he, is it- he finds this art, ancient artifact called the Death Seed. Okay, and it gives him uh, inherent magic powers, and that's what turns him into the Grim Reaper. Gotcha. 
Okay. Some of that can be dealt with directly in the movie. Some of it can be dealt with elsewhere, but essentially that's that story. So the impetus for Wonder Man to want to create a secondary Avengers team is twofold. One, he knows his brother's out there, and he, when he realizes that his brother's become vi- like Doctor Strange level powerful with magic or something along those lines, he was like, "Okay, I can't take him, but my, my powers are mostly physical. I'm not gonna be able to take him. I'm gonna need a team." The second thing is, Shield wants to expand on the idea of the pro hero registration pro Sokovia Accords Avengers team. They, they kind of want one that they can control a little bit more closely than the one that established by Tony and Captain America. So they bring in Hawkeye, they bring in, uh, they bring in Vision, they bring in Scarlet Witch, they bring in Mockingbird. And lastly, there's another Hollywood person out there calling himself Hercules. Maybe he's the god, maybe he's not. We don't know. <laughs> he's telling people he is. But no one's really sure. And that's like his whole gimmick, because that's that's how he sells his movies. He's like Hercules in whatever this new action movie is, you know, so there's a lot of fun to be had with that. And the reason why, again, they have him on the team is they want people on the team who can promote a good image. Kind of like Thor in, in the Ultimate Comics. Yes. Okay. So now that's how you have your team. You have your villain in the Grim Reaper, but um, a lot of this movie is also the kind of the rise and fall of Vision and Scarlet Witch's relationship. I would want to see her sort of experiment with the idea of having kids and then losing them and really losing her mind. That That's where I would want this picture to go. Yeah. So, so it's got to partially deal with the villain of the week kind of a thing. But I want to. But that's why I chose sort of like a C-list villain like the Grim Reaper, because I want that. I want that to be almost overshadowed by the Vision and Scarlet Witch's um, relationship rising and falling. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it ultimately ends with the Scarlet Witch having completely lost her mind and having to be, you know, uh, to be sent away or put in the raft or something like that. Uh, But basically, she can't she can't exist out in the real world. Um, She causes like way too much damage. And that leaves the vision without the love of his life. And that sets us up for the vision series. Okay. Now, did you are you stopping there and we're doing the vision series based off of what we got in the comics? You said that would be the case, right? With other other than some production or some editing and stuff like that. But uh, anything that you would like to see added, like in a vision series off the top I of your make head? Them, uh, I think for, if I was the showrunner on that, I wouldn't make them look like androids. I'd actually make them look like, you know, people with like what with we yellow. see here. Or um, you actually, do you actually mean like, I mean, because obviously in the comic book we have pink skinned, but they're wearing yeah, suit and tie I, and whatever, but go ahead. Yeah, I I mean, if you see the Infinity War trailer, there's a scene where, where it, it's Paul Bettany with just a yellow crystal on his head. I would rather see that. Okay. I think keep, I think it keeps costs low on special effects and costuming, um, but it also it's a little bit more realistic. Um, but I would essentially tell that same story where, you know, the, you know, the vision um, becomes like the liaison to the White House between like S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and you know, and the White House. Uh, and he's living in Washington, D.C. And he just creates this family out of whole cloth. And it, and, it, and, it, and it starts with the best of intentions and goes downhill very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously can't use the Grim Reaper in this. You'd have to come up with something else. But it's but essentially like the watchdogs are still out there. There's all these other entities that you can either use that have already been established or create for the purposes of attacking the, the vision family in their home and having the wife kill said person, then hiding the body, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of it kind of writes itself. I think it's a great idea. A couple of questions. Sure. 
do you think okay well first one is how would you cast everything would you keep the established characters the same? You, I don't know if obviously Vision from the th- movies is going to be able to per- portray Vision in the TV series. It's rare that we get that. Yes, level it's ex- of- and I thought about that. It would have to be this would be something where you'd have to sit down with Paul Bettany and be like, "Hi, we want you for sign this X contract that says you're you're going to do this movie followed by this series." And if he agrees to it, great. Now, I don't know, does he take scale? Does he take, you know, the same price that he would get for a movie? I mean, I didn't really know anything about Paul Bettany before the Iron Man movie. So it's not like he's commanding Stallone money in the, you know, or Schwarzenegger money in the 80s. It's really a conversation to be had with Paul Bettany about, hey, here's an opportunity for you to do a movie where you would be one of the stars. You you know, really have like a leading, a, 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 a good, meaty leading role. And then you get your own TV series on Netflix that, you know, would probably yeah. would only be about one season. I can't see a second season of the vision. No, because there's no, the vision series kind of stops. Yeah. Yeah. Has um, there ever been just would you, quick would trivia? You know, has there ever been a movie star that has transitioned into a series of the same, of the not, same, not of the same, but my, Michael J. Fox went back and forth between TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can be um, done. I'm just, I'm just curious because I mean, we look in, we look at like, say, Justice League, the, mo- the movie. I just couldn't get into them casting another guy other than the guy who plays the Flash on CW. I was like, it just wouldn't feel right to me. Now I haven't seen the movie, so I, I can't say that well, for I sure. I want to say, well, their feelings were kind of hurt that they weren't asked to be in the movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them. So, I mean, you had the perfect cast anyway, but you kind of ignored them for. For everyone else, because um, it didn't, yeah, because it didn't. They it didn't weren't yeah, they were, or whatever. Yeah, they weren't their, the typical Hollywood stars. Plus, maybe those types of characters portrayed on the small screen did not match the vision that right. they had for the big screen. So I, I understand Which, that, but the vision they had for the big screen didn't match anything that <laughs> anybody wanted. <laughs> yeah, anybody wanted. Well, I mean, I, mean, I like Justice League. Don't get me wrong. It's not. It's it's not. An, I hate to keep comparing it to Marvel, but that's all we've got to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but anyway, um, so would you keep, of course, Renner as Hawkeye? And yeah, uh, here's the here's the other deal. Uh, Simon Williams. I mean, uh, would you keep him? Because we all know that he is on screen, be it in pictures or whatever he is portrayed by Nathan Fillion. Would you keep it the same? Um, I don't see why not. Let me see. I don't even know who Nathan Fillion is. Let me hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Castle from Castle. You're talking about Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't know he portrayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he portrayed uh, Wonder Man. Well, j- they, there's just p- posters of his. You know, in the new, I think it's in um, uh, just in the new Avengers movie. Oh, uh, okay. Posters All right. of him as you know, he's portraying Tony Stark. You know, like they did Jobs, the movie Jobs about Steve Jobs. And, you know, yeah. it, it's just called Stark, and it has him playing Tony Stark. It has a few other, you know, he's the hottest movie star of that time. Okay. Um, in, you know, the comic book, you know, the comic books, he's he was a movie star. He was a... Yeah. And then he, after he got his powers, uh, he continued to be in movies. And, uh, you know, so that it made him even more famous. Uh, in House of M, if you remember, he was being interviewed by Dazzler, maybe? I think you might be right. And, yeah, Dazzler and... You know, as you know, because he didn't give up being a movie star for being an Avenger, you know, being a superhero, and he didn't get his photon powers or whatever they are now. That's you know, I I, I miss the old Simon Williams of just being really, really strong and and here <laughs> and indestructible. The other question is, do you think that a Vision series based on this 
this comic book that we're about to talk about would be too much of a niche market to really be successful. I don't think it's any more niche than Jessica Jones or, or Punisher. Okay. But well, because you've got your action, you've got your drama, you got your romance in in these other, you know, in Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Well Jessica Jones really know not a lot of action, but it's yeah. You, yeah. you know, you you prey on the uh the whodunit fans. Mm-hmm. The, you know the detective fans and uh, did you see Ozark? I, I, dude, I saw I parts of Ozark. Yeah, about mention that. I was going to say if there's any show that I could think of off of Netflix that really focuses on a family going through some shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was Ozark for sure. They go through a lot of stuff in that, right? It's so, mostly because of the dads. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I mean that's a lot of what this is. That's you true. Know? I mean, let let let's take for a moment. This is the story about a family where the wife commits murder in the house and the husband covers it up. Okay. Yeah. And then what yeah. happens is is that somebody breaks into their home and tries to kill them and ends up critically injuring the daughter. And then the and then the brother, in defense of said daughter, chokes a kid out in school. Mm-hmm. And so the father of said kid says, get out of my neighborhood, you crazy people. And in the midst of threatening the mom, shoots his own kid. Right. And no. Everything is covered up. Const- I mean, what, what you have is his family descending into hell. Mm. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I think, you know, as far as drama and, and uh, being, you know, a good watch, I'm, I'm totally down with it because as far as, you know, the story goes, the story is, is a Netflix series. Yeah. Um, it would flourish on Netflix. I think it'd be tough okay. to throw it to like ABC. Now I completely agree. I completely agree with everything. And I think, I think Mark has great ideas always. Uh, well, except for when he picks out books to read. Um, <laughs> but I was, just, yeah. <laughs> I was just playing devil's advocate, you know, just saying, hey, what if or hey. I thought those were all good questions. Did you like my idea about Hercules where it's not it's not oh, totally established that he's an Olympian, Olympian god? It's like eh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. That's what he's telling people, but he's very coy about it. And, and and really, and I don't even want the film to reveal it. I just want him to be like a smarmy, muscly ass. Well, that's kind of how I was hoping they would take Thor in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, I'm I'm completely happy with the Thor, all three Thor movies, no matter what anybody says. Nobody really knew if he was being serious or not, or if he really was, you know, the actual Thor, God of Thunder, or if he was just insane and he got his powers from. A Tony, you know, some something that Tony Stark designed is in, you know, the belt and the hammer and everything else. Right. I want uh, John Cena as Hercules, but I want him to play him as John Cena. <laughs> you see, know what I mean? Now, now you're getting into the absurd. <laughs> Just like your your dazzler. Uh, I want her, you know, her to be played by uh, Taylor Swift only as Taylor Swift. Now I'm like, mm, I can't be. I don't know if I'm behind you on that one. <laughs> no, but I, in all seriousness, could you like imagine like a like someone like John? Cena, you know, who's just, a, just oh, it would be hysterical. It would be because I don't want that character to be super serious because then no one's going to, then the movie audience, I don't think, really gets it. Like, oh, God, another God. No, yeah. I want, you know, I want him to be just that horrible, annoying, upbeat. What do you call it? Uh, what, what do they call it in wrestling? Never Something surrender. baby face? Baby face, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted to be John Cena. That, yeah, that, you know, yeah, it's just help smiling, it like right? Smiling and kissing babies, and like, I don't want the, I, I don't want the Rock. I want John Cena. I want you right. know, Mister America. 
to be at, to be Hercules. I think that's the Marvel role for him. <laughs> um, I think that'd be his, I think that'd be hysterical. Yeah, he's certainly got the body for it. So the Rock is definitely DC. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about it. But, um, <laughs> uh, you don't agree with the casting of, of Shazam, huh? it's a whole other podcast um <laughs> i i will right, say so. this i'm a fan i think he'll do a great job i think the rock of course will do a great job as um black adam so yeah, let's see if they actually get the thing filmed yeah i was gonna say yeah. it's kinda, it, it, it sounds like it's hit a bunch of hiccups here lately but yeah that's my movie one part they you know they're essentially this is the government's opportunity to pr- to promote an avengers team completely working you know working for the government but like there's like cameras on them and you know and, and it's always a lot of like smile for the camera you know there, there's like a tv yeah. show like dedicated to it it's kind of that new warriors concept mm-hmm. but it's a, but it's a shield propaganda it's a shield propaganda angle yeah and you know and the link to all of this is wonder man is wonder man is working for shield but he's also like a hollywood it guy and so you have another actor in hercules and then you have your actual shield agents in hawkeye and mockingbird and then your carryover avengers in you know envision yeah right uh, yeah so Make it happen, Kevin Feige. You know where to reach me. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark Radlish, thank you very much for bringing that to source. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, would love to see it, man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully something happens. I I know the one thing I absolutely want to see is the Marvel Universe. Give us a taste of some of the heroes that you know maybe aren't your your beat or your complete A list stuff. I mean, I, I, we love. For a while, I would consider the Guardians of the Galaxy a B-list or maybe even C-list for a while. Now, Ronnie, you might disagree. No, no, no. I I completely agree because nobody really knew about them before this movie. Yeah. And I was reading them before the movie. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I was really happy and I was a little scared when they weren't when they weren't going with the original lineup. But I thought about it. I was like, no, they're going with the right, you know, because you got a talking tree. (laughs) <laughs> and, and a talking raccoon and all this other stuff. Then I thought about it. You know, the original one from the 60s uh, where Yondu was more like a Native American that had an actual bow and arrow that he controlled with his whistle. His his mohawk, his fin was much more pronounced. And then, you know, Star Starhawk and a few others. I was like, no, they're going the right way with Star-Lord. And uh, Chris Pratt was cast i was like okay yeah they're going definitely one in the right direction <laughs> but um they were they're definitely a list now and everybody wants to read guardians of the galaxy everybody wants to be star lord for halloween or whatever uh, i mean shoot they're getting their own ride at disney world mm-hmm. i mean it's it, it's crazy to see that you know and, and i agree um you know punisher daredevil uh the defense uh, you know the the only two out of the of the series on netflix that i can say were kind of b-list were luke cage and Iron Fist, and you know Jessica Jones too, but she's more C-list. But I, I would say with the general public, not with with us, that she had the less least popular, least talked about, I guess, series of uh, whether it be good or bad of, of the 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 Marvel ones. But mm. um, but I, I want to you know like I'm just I'm reading a book, um, you know, Next Wave Agents of Hate. They're taking characters like the Captain, um, which is a real 
a real Marvel character, look him up. He's been captain everything, so he just finally settled on the captain because he's tired of getting <laughs> sued and, and everything else. And Captain America washed his mouth out with soap one time because he was captain and then a curse word. Um, <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, they, it was a story in, in the book that I'm reading that, that Captain America just whipped his butt and then he woke up in a dumpster with a bar of soap sticking out of his mouth. Oh, that's hilarious. And then, uh, so it's got the captain, Elsa Bloodstone, which is a monster hunter. Boom, boom, from from the new mutants uh, mm-hmm. and then photon who used to be captain marvel uh or miss marvel or i think she was captain marvel but she was in the avengers and she led the avengers for a while and then you've got who else uh, i can't remember any oh uh machine man uh, is in there and they're all led by a thinly veiled knockoff of of nick fury uh, called Dirk Anger, who is just completely unhappy with life. Oh, I think I remember you mentioning this guy. And he actually, there's one scene in the comic book where he's sitting in a giant pistol, uh, a giant revolver with the barrel bent towards his face, and it's controlled by levers. And he pulls it, and it clicks, and he just says, "I'm so alone." And that's where it ends. I mean, it's kind of it's it's that's sad, depressing. it's depressing, <laughs> but it's kind of it's, but if you know the character, it's hysterical because he is so over the top with everything he does and, and his his portrayal of a Nick Fury type character. They're like, you know, he said, "I'm 90 years old. How do I stay so young and good looking? Drugs, lots of drugs given to me by the government." So you know, it's just it, it's hilarious, and I'm I'm loving it because it's not b or c it's it's like z-list characters and they're bringing them to the forefront uh so i I enjoy stuff like that all right well we know marvel can do it that was yeah absolutely that was where i was going with that for sure is that we know marvel everything they they touch turns to gold yeah now back to our show okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details